Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. First Peter chapter 2 verse 2. As newborn babes, this is a scripture that every Sunday school child knows. This, this scripture should be everybody's uncle scripture. Okay, there are some scriptures when you're a believer, they should, they should be your uh, both left hand and right hand scripture. When you, once you're a believer, unless you have not been taught properly or you are not really hungry for God, for instance, Psalm 1, verse 1, blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the, stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, verse 2, is delight. It's delight. Someone say delight. 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 Yeah. So when you are born again, there one of the signs of a genuine Christian is there's a delight for God's word. His delight is in the law of the Lord. In the Psalms, when you see the law of the Lord, it also means the word of God. His delight. Because these are some basic, basic scriptures that everybody, when you are born again, you must know if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. There are scriptures that you must know. There's now therefore no condemnation, Romans chapter 1, chapter 8, verse 1. There's now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If anyone be in Christ, as I quoted, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. These are scriptures you might know. Verse 21 says that, for um, God made him who no knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Practically, one of the things that you must do to yourself is that as you study the scriptures, every in the New Testament, make sure there's at least three, five scriptures in the New Testament you know in every chapter. So Matthew chapter one, there must be a scripture that you can quote and remember. Matthew chapter two, there's a, there must be a scripture you can quote and remember. Matthew chapter three, there's a difference between quoting and memorizing. We don't emphasize, nowadays we don't emphasize on, on memorizing too much, but when I was saying how to grasp the word of God, one of the things I left out is memorizing scripture. You must write them on cards. I think may, I mentioned it. I mentioned, but I didn't focus too much on it. You must get a card, like a credit card size, small, small cards, cards, little paper, paper cards, and then write scriptures on it so that when you're on the bus, you're on the train, you try to remember you forgot, pull it out, check it again, hide it, say it to yourself, this is how... It's, it must be a conscious act to memorize the scripture. Memorize you. You are trying to remember. Um, John chapter 1, verse 12 and verse 13. How can you be a believer you don't know verse 12? John 1, 12. You should know it. If you're a Christian, in a serious, you must know. God, this is it's pivotal for us. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. Uh, so the spirit of God bears witness with us. And then verse 14 says, as many as are led by the spirit of God. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Walk in the spirit so you not to fulfill the desires of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. That's even not a new, like a born again scripture. That's okay. 22 talks about the works of the flesh. So the works of the spirit. He spoke about the works of the flesh from verse 19. But the fruit of the spirit is the, but that is not easy. But there are some, I remember um, about 30 years ago, when I go one again, this scripture has never left, left me. I was studying my Bible and I saw it, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. It blessed me so much that I said, wow, this one is in the Bible. How many of you have felt that before? You are reading your Bible and saw something and said, wow.
wow, this is also in the Bible. And that means you are reading. That means you are catching something. Some of you will never see anything new. Because you're actually not looking for God. You're not looking. When you open your eyes, you will see things in the Bible. He said, open my eyes that I might be, I may behold wondrous things from your word. Psalm 119 verse 18 also. I might so when you're reading your Bible, you will see this. Galatians, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. I was reading and I came across, wow. So therefore, since you are uh, risen with Christ or since uh, being read, if ye are be, be risen with Christ, seek the things that are above. Where Christ? Oh, so if you are born again and you say you are where Christ is, you are looking for what is above. Your, your pursuit is not a boy. So it's like you seek the things above. It's not. It's not status. It becomes the what undergets the operating system of your life. Look at verse two and three. It's amazing. So look at verse two. Set your affection. Ah, your love. Your, he said, you have to set a reset. You need an, a, a love reset. You are born again, but you still have a heart for that boy. You need a heart reset. Your love, your, your love needs to be reset. Sister, brother, you are born again, but you still have desire for some all kinds of... You actually love it. You always miss it. You are thinking, how can you miss the world when you are genuinely born again? Wow. But when you are born again, you begin to feel... You know one of the problems you get when you are born again? The problems that you encounter is you get so troubled and worried about how come I didn't know this earlier? Yeah. How come I didn't get born? And then when you see people who have been in church already, like they said, I've been in church seven years, ten years, you kind of envy them. You wish, wow, I wish I've also been in church that long. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. When you are really born again, you don't so much miss the world. You actually were wondering, yeah, wasted so much time in the world. Ah, it's a wasted life. Ah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you feel you feel so stupid that how could I have even lived that life? How could I? How did I know this early? That's, that's, that's one of the clear signs that someone is born again. You see the beauty of the, of the holiness of God and you don't, you don't miss what is in the world? When you start backsliding, that's when you begin to feel <laughs> things again. Yeah. So it, you go, and then when you start backsliding, you begin to feel, oh, oh I miss those things. But when you are really on fire for Jesus, there are scriptures that is. So he said, set your affection. Verse two, Colossians three. Set. I'm not talking about fasting now. Isn't it interesting? <laughs> set. I was coming to talk about some things, but let me just set your affection. Set your affection on things, it's not on things on the earth, but on things above. You are in love with things above. Heavenly things, spiritual things move your heart. Yeah. He said you have to set it. Set your heart, your affection. What's the, what's the caveat? What's the platform? The basis of this. Since, look at this one again. If you have, if then you have been raised with Christ. So if you claim you have been raised, then you have to set your eyes on your heart and seek the things that are above and set your affections on those things. So you target and then you make, this is the target of my desire. I'm going, some of you, some of us is fashion. Fashion. Oh, your energy, everything is spent on fashion. You have to set your affections 
on things above. Focus your heart or your mind on things above. So even when the pastor is saying something that mm, I really didn't like, why don't you focus your mind on things above so that the things on earth beneath that really you don't like it, that you don't, you don't, you don't give attention to it. Focus on what is heavenly. Mm-hmm. So when you get born again, these are basic scriptures that we should know. I remember uh, verse, verse, verse 9 talks about, for you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy. These are basic scriptures that believers must know. All right? So you can take it upon yourself. At least you can start from, uh, we are reading Luke. You can start from Luke. Today is Luke 21. Maybe there's a scripture in Luke you want to memorize. Sometimes you can choose three or choose one verse. I mean, a verse every, every chapter. That's a lot, you know. That'll be a lot. But, but try and... What all I'm trying to say is memorizing scripture is part of a Christian journey. Okay? Memorize. Some of us will say, oh, nothing. I don't remember scripture. I'm not even talking about the quotations. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what is written in Matthew 7, 7. Ask and you shall receive. Give it. That one, that one. And the younger you are, the more you are able to memorize the older you are, you will also be able to memorize, but not like a young person. So please memorize scriptures. Make it, make it an aim. Sometimes I even make a, a resolution that 2021, every month I will have 21 scriptures I've memorized. Wow. <laughs> you know, and push yourself. You can do it. Pastor, what does it do for it? Does something to your spirit, and when you obey it, it does something to your soul. So, the scripture I was going to quote, as I said, in first Peter chapter 2, verse 3. Okay, he said, If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, and later when I'm teaching, I'm going to this very powerful scripture. You have tasted in um. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4 and verse 5. In Psalm 1, in Psalm 34, verse 8. Psalm 34, verse 8. Let's go to Psalm first. He said, oh, taste. I, don't, I can't tell you. You have to taste for yourself. I can't tell. There are some things we can't tell you how, how it is like. You have to taste it for yourself. It's like going on a roller coaster. You have to go and see the way the whole thing is. There are some things you can't be told how sweet it is. You have to taste. You have to get the experience for yourself. And here he said, oh, taste, oh. So the Lord can be tasted. And when you taste the Lord, he is good. God God can be tasted. And he is good when tasted. (laughs) And so he said in um, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4, talking about if it's, it's impossible for those who have once, uh, who were once enlightened and have done what? Tested the heavenly gift. Look at verse 5. Verse 5. And have tested the, oh, the word of God is good to taste, man. Oh, I love God's word. I love it. Said, you have tested the good word of God. And not just that, and the powers of the world to come. You can test it. You can test it. As we have come together, you should make it a desire 
that I'm going to grow in the Lord. I'm going to have great, wonderful, amazing, amazing experiences in the Lord. Test and see. The Lord is good. So when you test God, when you test God, it begins to adjust your life. Anyone who has tested God will have a life adjustment. Wow. <laughs> no, no. You have a life, life, life adjustment. You know, that's why people will notice that you have changed because it's not just that you have changed. You have tested something that has forced a change in your life. You've tested the good word of God. You've tested and seen the Lord is good. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.